Check one, check two. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of the Birdie Num Num Podcast. Sanjay Manikthala here. I am having a good week. I hope you all are having a wonderful week. And today on the podcast, I am going to talk about the opposite of what I talked about last week on the podcast, which is, of course, soft skills that can increase your sex appeal, or basically skills you need to know in life in 2020, in July 2020, things that are important in today's world. We've talked about digital marketing, and we've talked about understanding that everybody's going to have to learn Photoshop and, uh, you know, um, uh, Premiere Pro and these sorts of things. And it's important and HTML and CSS, if you want to really, you know, cut your teeth and get ahead. Um, and on the same note, dude, if freaking dentists are doing funny sing-song rap videos to try to get more patients, I think all of us don't have an excuse in whatever we do. You know what I mean? Like I told you last time, uh, people like at senior IT companies are trying to come on my podcast to talk about our optimal efficiencies for the corporate, like whatever, which is fine. But everyone recognizes that in today's world, times are changing. Uh, but as things, as much as things change, uh, also many of those things also stay the same or whatever that quote is. As much as things will change, there's also a lot of other things that will stay the same, I guess, maybe, I don't know. So kicking right off with number one of the soft skills that will increase your appeal, sex appeal, but also hiring appeal and emotional appeal and vocational appeal, um, sales. Okay, for sure. Last podcast, I talked about a girl uh, who had called me, um, you know, to buy a car. And even though I have already bought a car, Jasmine, as I've mentioned before, um, picking up the phone was something that used to be annoying. Uh, now it's intrusive. But at the same time, if you get a hold of somebody, it's very effective because you have their undivided attention. You know what I mean? Um, as much as people like to blast about uh, social media ads and YouTube ads and influencing, by the way, guess what? Number one is still, or blah, blah, blah. By the way, guess what is still number one? That is, of course, email. Email, that thing that all of us ignore, uh, is still very important uh, when it comes time to uh, effectiveness because you're doing all these cool things, but guess what? When you're sending out emails, people are actually opening them. Yeah, maybe your email list has 3,000 people, but uh, you know, you're still getting way more opens and sales than had you got a, a lot less. So the point of this was selling. You got to learn how to sell. And a lot of people are like, if my product is so good, it will just sell itself. No, my friend. No. I wish I thought the same thing for many years. And, you know, to some degree, sure, if you have a great product and you can get in front of people and you can show them the value of said product, 100% it will sell, you know? Um, because you won't have to sell too much because the product will sell itself. But guess what? Products can't talk. You know what I mean? Products need to be in front of people. And we live in a very, very, very noisy world. Okay. So no matter, dude, I was, um, okay, here, here's a litmus test for you. Okay. Look at any big software, you know, in India, for example, these like razor pays and pay TMs, but also look at uh, software is, you know, here in America, uh, Salesforce, for example, everyone is using Salesforce, right? Um, and I've never used Salesforce, by the way, but I know a lot of companies do. Um, look at how there's 8 million features. There's so many white papers and technology, but if you go to their website, it's like two lines, right? It'll be like increase your leads or grow your company or 
increase profit or get to, get to tomorrow today or whatever, right? So why is a big company like Salesforce that can do 19,000 things focusing on one simple message? Probably because that's the most effective way to sell. You know what I mean? That's the most effective way to grow your company and to make money is sure. There's going to be a lot of nerds who want all the 85 other features that may not see what they want on the homepage. Sure, there may be uh, you know, a lot of stuff that's lost. Like it might sound too fluffy to some people, but generally most people who are going to Salesforce's homepage have probably heard of Salesforce before through the grapevine or seen companies use it and they kind of know they got to poke around, but there's that core message of, oh yeah, are you spending a lot of your company's money? Well, guess what? Spend it here because you're going to make more money for your company. So that's a big thing that, uh, you know, I've come to realize when it's, you know, whether you're selling yourself or you're selling your company or your product, you got to learn how to sell. And most people in most companies across the world are in charge of budgets. And if they don't spend them, they lose them. And if they lose them, they look like they're not working. So they want to spend money. B2B uh, is fascinating because, I mean, money is changing hands every second. And we're talking hundreds of millions of dollars and billions of dollars, right? So selling for sure. I'm not saying look at some YouTube Tony Robbins selling course. I'm sure there's some value in that, but I'm just saying learn about, you know, picking up the phone and like, I'm here at my brother's company here in Brea and I've been helping him collect emails for his company, which is in the wedding business. And I was like, Hey, I know you just get, dude, here, here's something that is unfortunate about, I feel the Indian comedy scene, for example, is if you started five, 10 years ago, it was so easy be, uh, in, in the sense that it's a lot easier than it is now. But if you were doing comedy, everyone knew you as that one person they knew who did comedy. So as a result, you were getting a lot of inquiries by just saying you were a comedian. And that ended up putting a lot of money in a lot of people's bank accounts and pockets. Um, and now it's a lot more crowded. And now some of those same comedians who used to have their phone ringing 10 times a day for please come entertain our employees at Deloitte for 50,000 or two lakhs or whatever are now getting maybe three calls a day or three calls a month even. And they're realizing, oh crap, I should redo my website. Oh crap, I should put out more videos. Oh crap, I should sell, right? So the downside of, uh, you know, especially in today's noisy world, nothing is linear, okay? Just because you made... 30 lakhs last week on your consulting or your app does not mean you're going to make that every week going forward. Who knows, right? The headwinds, the market forces, as I always say. So selling, very important. Okay. Number two, as we talked about in this podcast, or as we're about to talk about and last week's podcast, of course, is copywriting. Okay. If you're going to sell, uh, if you're going to try to get a message across, you know, my favorite quote is, it's not clickbait if you deliver, right? If number seven really does blow your mind and that's a real value there, then go ahead. So uh, for a lot of you, uh, whether it's a resume, dude, you know, if you're applying for a job and you're about to email somebody on LinkedIn or try to get their attention, or you only got one shot, as Eminem says, with your cousin's friend's friend at Facebook, and you want to, you got their email, but you don't know how to ask them to refer you, you better think long and hard about the subject line of your email because copywriting exists everywhere, my friend. All right. Copywriting is not just for marketing. If you don't know what copywriting is, basically, um, for you, uh, it's, it's, it's writing so that people, 
uh, you know, want to take action, you know, as that's how I would define it. Like you're trying to get them excited about the new Mercedes Benz or the new golf clubs or your new software as a service solution or whatever it might be. But copywriting is like trying to, you know, deliver a message. My definition, I, I'm probably wrong, but like trying to deliver a message to get people to take action. And I mean, why else do you want to write quirky in that way? You know, copywriting does not seem to be like the Harry Potter books. Like that's fictional entertainment. But Harry, aside from buying the book, she's not telling you uh, to take an action. She's just saying, sit back and enjoy this fantasy world, right? So I've come to realize whether it's I'm blogging or talking on this podcast, making a title, uh, you know, dude, here's something I've never told anyone, uh, but I'm telling you guys on the podcast is I literally got 300,000 more views on one of my stand-up clips by renaming the video. You know what I mean? It was called like the initial title was like, uh, you know, uh, you know, software be crazy or, or something like that. And then I just changed the title to tech jokes or technology jokes. And it's not as quirky. Um, it's not as like nuanced, but guess what? To the other 500,000 people who had no idea I existed, it communicated what the video was about, which was humor about technology. And that's what they wanted to watch. And they watched it and they liked it and they shared it. And I picked up another two, 300,000 views, some nice ad revenue from YouTube and, you know, gigs and other things as a result of that, you know? So again, these are all skills that you need to know. If you're going to send a friend an email, cause you got a, an inside connect at a good job, you better make sure your email is nice and coherent and by the way, readable. Okay. Um, I read something that a lot of America and the world reads at like an eighth grade level. So if you send a paragraph, dude, I hate this. And by the way, if you guys ever email me, please, I'm the same way now. Um, space out your emails. You know what I mean? Like, uh, basically like don't just go five sentences in one paragraph do like two sentences enter enter another sentence enter like make it more flowy and you know google or google docs or wordpress or some blogging or something have these things called like readability scores where if your if your structure looks good there's like bullet points and it has space uh that's really important so um these are things trust me dude if you if you like apply these uh uh, it'll help you get what you need because people will actually read your message. You know what I mean? So think about that. And dude, I get so many cut and paste copy emails. Hi, sir, please come to our school. Hi, sir, this, that. But I, w when you know something is generic, even if it's something you want to do, you just don't want to do it. And lastly, my friend, the last of the, uh, dude, the last podcast, I said I would probably rename the title after coming to the end of the podcast. And I might do the same thing this time because... I think these are low-tech skills that increase your sex appeal, actually. Um, and I'm all about low-tech. And that is, of course, uh, dude, using a pen and a paper and ignoring technology at all. You know what I mean? Like so many people like are using their smartphone and like so many people are uh, doing 800 productivity apps and doing all sorts of crazy stuff. But do not, my friend, do not get caught up in that all the time. Don't have the 800 browser tabs open. Dude, I, I used to like, it was called productivity porn. I was like, 
you know, hooked to like, okay, I'm gonna have this to-do list. I'm going to swipe and these things are going to go away and it's going to help me so much. But ultimately for me, I've come to realize just going through a bunch of notebooks that cost like a dollar each or $5 each or a hundred rupees each are way more. Like I grew up and if you're above 25, chances are, or even above 20, chances are you are pretty good with a pen and a paper. And it's so cheap these days to write on a pen and a paper. And guess what? Even this podcast, because I told myself after skipping a month, I'm going to do a bunch at one go. Um, I, I wrote it down and I was like, I'm going to do three podcasts today. And guess what? We're on number three. If you didn't notice, uh, I'm wearing the same shirt in the last three videos, folks. So, um, you know, I'm all about low tech, dude, because low tech is how you can make high tech more efficient. You know what I mean? Like, in the last episode, I talked about how we all have these friends who go crazy with the Instagram filters. They go crazy with the photo editing apps and then their face looks all like distorted and like way too fair and like unlovely and like whatever. And by the way, I don't know what's happening in India with the whole fair and lovely thing, but every few years this happens and then it disappears again. Um, and it's so funny. It's not funny, but everyone's like, well, I don't think, uh, you know, dude, I don't think you should discriminate based on someone's skin color. But I mean, people are buying the product. So how do you really argue with that? Maybe the mar marketing messaging for sure. But anyways, I digress. But if people are buying it, like, you know, what are you supposed to do? Like other people who don't, don't seem to want to use it, like think they have a problem. I don't know. It's like, it's almost like uh, a weight loss thing where people are like, like skinny people are advocating for weight loss. I don't really know. I mean, maybe I'm full of shit, but I just feel like if, if their product is selling and people want, which means people want the product, I, I want to hear from them. Are they saying get rid of it? Or are they saying change the messaging or, or what are we doing here? You know? So, but I agree. The name could probably change for sure. Um, so, yeah, dude, like with all these photo editing apps and software, like people abuse the heck out of these things without even realizing if they went low tech um, first, you know, they would use it effectively because here's the thing, my friends, because we have a nice open dialogue, you and I, every week on the BNN. And that is that, you know, in photography, it's all about light, but it's also about shadow. You know what I mean? And I don't really light this podcast up that well because I kind of do the video as an afterthought. But um, one thing is like, if you like yin and yang, you know what I mean? Like if, if you have a, that made no sense, but if you're going to light up a scene, the only way that light is effective is, is, is if there is also dark parts of the scene, you know what I mean? Like I'm against a black backdrop, which then makes me more impactful. You know what I mean? But if I lit myself and the backdrop, it would kind of look a bit weird. This would look all grainy and gray, but you need that contrast. And that kind of gives you the viewer somewhere to focus. And I know it seems very nuanced, but these are the things that matter, right? And on the same note, uh, you know, like... I'm using a freaking 10-year-old camera on half the things that I do. My cell phone is a three-year-old iPhone. And people always ask me, like, what phone is that? How'd you take that picture? And I was like, it's not the camera, dude. It's it's the framing that I knew that if, if my wife is against a wall and there's a tree in the back and there's leading lines, that's going to look like a much better portrait shot than you doing the portrait mode, you know, selfie camera in your living room where it's kind of dark and, and that's not going to be anything special. So even though people don't realize, like most people, when they think of backgrounds, they think of the Taj Mahal or the beach, but no, dude, backgrounds have to be interesting, have to have depth. You have to have a cool point of view. And I'm like an amateur photographer, but take the time to learn these things, to do them low tech. Like why was... 
Why are some of the best photographers the ones who probably originally shot on film? Well, because they didn't snap a picture every two seconds because they had a memory card. They knew you only get 24 freaking uh, you know, uh, snaps to a film roll before you got to develop it. So they were very careful about, does this look good? Does that look good? You know? So, um, there's so many, like, there's a lot more things I could talk about, but I've done podcasts about confidence and, and other things, but those are my, uh, bits of nuggets, pearls of wisdom, if you will, uh, for low tech skills or soft skills that'll make you more attractive in 2020 or anytime guys. Um, again, Hope that was helpful. Please, folks, learn Adobe products and Premiere and or film editing. Um, it will take you a long, long way. I guarantee it. WordPress, digital editing, film editing, and like there, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of you can do, and I know you can do it. So that was it for me this week, you guys. I'm Jamal Tala. I'll see you next week. Birdie num num. Birdie num num. Birdie num num.